Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is your Labor Day extravaganza. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Scott, the man behind the Twitter of Above the Ring. We just eclipsed 9,000 followers. We're on that road to 10K. It's been insane. We appreciate you guys always following, for talking with us, for even trolling us. It's the best part. We get to fight back. <laughs> but tonight with me is Mr. Zach from Back to the Ring. Mr. Zach, how you doing tonight? Good, man. I'm always happy to come on here with you and make some picks. And we have a lot of them to do tonight. So uh, hopefully everybody has Monday off after a lot of laboring we're going to be doing watching wrestling it's a lot of work right my god i was we were just looking over this before we started this podcast 25 maybe even 26 matches that will be happening tonight uh 11 or 12 with wwe and nxt and then whopping 14 matches with AEW's all out it's it's gonna be insane uh, starting at 1 p.m eastern on saturday and then sunday with NXT Worlds Collide at starting at three o'clock with their pre-show and then all out starting at seven o'clock with their zero hour. So it's there's a lot. There's a lot happening. And I am very glad that I have Labor Day off so I can recover, <laughs> but not too long because then we're going to have raw right afterwards. So, hey, so who? it's just wrestling nonstop. It's just how how we roll. <laughs> yeah, so, pretty much. Yeah, every night and wwe product getting better which i know you're happy about yes oh my god so i'm able to actually watch it more now <laughs> i know Great. it's it's funny i've actually had a few people message me since triple h has taken over and be like you know i can actually stomach watching some raw now i'm like yes come back friends i know friends yes I've, i feel like i've been like the lone man on like the island watching wwe product regardless of what you know how how it's been with some nights i'm like well let me just stab my eyes out so i don't have to watch this anymore and then ever since the change with vince retired and triple h took over it's just been like we've had returns we've had fantastic matches we've had continuity we've we've had them acknowledge nxt titles again i'm just like things are getting better it's like the world is healing it makes me so happy you're the true OG. You went through all that, all that crap, and you always kept watching no matter what. So now you, more than anybody else, I think, can enjoy this more than yeah anybody now that it's on the up again. Oh, it's, it's, it's nice, and it's actually fun to be a WWE fan again. Uh, just the 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 new rumors that I get to hear every week about who possibly could be returning. Uh, the biggest one that that has been uh, actually that broke today, um, being Thursday, uh, Braun Strowman, possibly or most more than likely being resigned and should appear on Raw after after Clash at the Castle's over. So that's a big thing. I know, obviously, him and Roman had a beautiful feud way back in the day, and 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 if that's the case, then Braun clearly is not done still with Roman Reigns. So I'm hoping maybe some more of those computer chairs being tossed at Roman's face. That gift still to this day is my favorite thing in all of wrestling. Just Roman call. running around the ring and Braun just like, ah, fuck you. 
Roman sells it beautifully. The chair bounces like it ricochets off of him, and it's just I I I, I laugh every single time I see that. And they're I'm gonna so have to take to that to a different level now that Roman is on his god mode that's true now that's true. you so... can't do that to the tribal chief it's that's very true i mean you could probably do it to sammy zane which i think would be hilarious in its own right uh maybe maybe even the usos but you know i think sammy right now is is um yeah that's i love what they're doing with sammy uh and the usos and the 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 undertone of like the manipulation that Jay is doing to Sammy, it's the same stuff that Roman did to Jay way back when, and it's like it's, uh, I just love this type of storytelling. I mean, obviously the manipulation is not good, but it's continuity, and that's what I love in wrestling. Like when when something makes sense, that's the best stuff to watch. You love to see it, yeah. Little tidbits from a story, yep. They call back to. Love to see it. Yes. What I would also love to see is getting three points this weekend. <laughs> because we have, you know, we're going we're gonna to make up for missing money in the bank. But not just with one, but two extra shows for two extra points. So we have three points on the line this weekend. Currently, both Sam and myself have one point apiece. This is Zach, unfortunately, with zero, but you could run the tables and take a commanding 3-1-1 lead, and that would be insane. That'd be a so, hell of a weekend. Right? What a, oh, man. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I guess we should just kick this off because we got a lot to do, lots of, lots of matches to talk about. So we'll start off with WWE's Clash at the Castle. Whew. Saturday afternoon. I think it's a 1 o'clock Eastern start time. I love that. It's nice early. I can get up early, get all my stuff done, and then be like, all right, it's time to sit down. Let's watch six wonderful matches and see the insanity that's about to happen. So we'll kick things off. I don't know why Wikipedia does this. They put the heavyweight championship match at the top, but it is what it is. We'll start from the bottom and move our way up. So obviously Sam's not here with us tonight, but he did give me his picks. So we'll talk about those. Uh, but since I am your reigning, defending, undisputed Shivit Studios heavy wrestling champion of the world, I am enacting my champion's advantage. Thank you for Mr. Zach for bringing that up earlier today. I'm going to let Mr. Zach make all the picks first, and then I will have mine. We'll talk about what Sam picked as well. So, first match, at least on the bottom here, we have the Judgment Day. Taking on Edge and Rey Mysterio with Dominic Mysterio on the sidelines. Could be interesting to see. There's been some teasing going on here on what might be happening, but Mr. Zach, what do you got for the winner for this match? Yep. Yep. I, I see what you're trying to do, trying to plant seeds in my head, Dominic and and what's going to happen there but I'm not going to think too much about this because I know that's what you want me to do <laughs> and that's when I get in trouble I screw up I'm just going to pick Edge and Ray it's right. just cool to see those two teaming up again first time in a really long time like 20 years something crazy it's been, yeah it's been a long time uh, not quite that much but yeah I'm going to pick Edge and Ray all right all right 
Well, with Sam, when he did his pick, he did pick the Judgment Day. And I will actually echo that. Uh, I, I truly feel like this is the time. Like they've been teasing the Dominic and Ray split for, uh, uh, you know, for, for a while. Uh, Edge has kind of put himself in there recently. The whole thing with Dominic and Rhea Ripley. I don't know. I think if you're going to pull the trigger on a, on a turn, now would be the perfect time. It would get Dominic obviously away from his dad, which could be the good thing, could be a terrible idea. We don't know. We'll figure that out if it happens. But Judgment Day needs a staple win. They need a big win. They've been floundering ever since they dropped Edge. And Rhea, honestly, I feel has been the best member of that group. So I, I feel like if they beat Edge and Ray, even without Dominic's help, I feel would be a big, a big get for them. Do you think Judgment Day is going to be a thing for a while? Because I, I wouldn't mind if they stopped that altogether. I mean, like, 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 like we talked about, like when they had Edge, it felt like it was a huge deal. Yeah. And this is not a knock to Finn Balor at all. Like, I love Finn. I think Finn has done amazing work when he went back to NXT and brought back the, you know, the the Prince persona. And when he's come back up and doing this stuff with with Judgment Day, it's it's felt it felt a little cartoonish. And I don't know, I did, I, I haven't been enjoying it as much as I should. Like it feels like it's lost that that big momentum that they had. Like when Finn joined and they dropped Edge, I'm like, wow, okay, this could be huge. And then after that, it just kind of like fell apart. So um Rhea like I said has been the best thing like I think for her this has helped her considerably so mm-hmm. at true. least yeah so I hope that she at least stays a heel if they do end up breaking up uh I think Priest will be okay and Finn's Finn so really you know it could all break apart do I want it to not really because I like factions I like <laughs> I do it's just like I, I like to see a group beat the snot out of somebody and then you know stuff comes together and they end up having a big warfare afterwards i mean i'm hoping for war games on the main roster at some point i think that would be outstanding i think that would be great for uh for survivor series so ever having the that would. Ha- not yeah. having just everything be a traditional five on five you you have a war games thrown in there maybe even make a war games pay-per-view nxt did it for years we just don't have William Regal screaming "War Games" anymore. You know, it's blood and guts just doesn't have the same ring to it. So you know, it is what yeah, it is. that's a big loss. I know, but we'll see. So right off the bat, Mister Zach going off off kilter. This could be the swing because I kind of feel like the rest of this might be pretty close. So second match for the Intercontinental Championship, Gunther versus Sheamus now my chest already hurts just reading that like I I, I I know that there's going to be blood that's going to be spilt and it's not going to because become blades it's just because chops to the chest it's going to be ridiculous this for me I think could be the best match of the night it's the Intercontinental Championship it should be it's the workhorse championship this is what it should be I love the fact that we talk about Triple H doing good things. 
the U.S. title and the Intercontinental Championship feel like a big deal again. Yes. It's been a long time since it's felt like this. Um, I'm a little sad that that Lashley's not on this card, but it is what it is. But I think this is the first time that we've had the Intercontinental Championship be defended on a pay-per-view since WrestleMania of last year. <laughs> it's been a long time. That's wild. Yeah. So I'm happy that that's happening. Um, Sam picked Gunther to retain. What do you think? I'm also going to pick Gunther. I do like this matchup a lot. Um, Gunther's chops deadly. Sheamus, I feel like, yeah, could take a ton of chops and be like, yeah, keep keep giving me more. And I think he'll really like that. I think he'll want to put on a really good show over there. So I do expect it to be pretty brutal, really entertaining. But um, yeah, Sheamus, really good opponent for Gunther. Mm. And so should be a really entertaining match, but picking Gunther. Okay. I will agree. I think uh, Gunther will retain the title. Um, the funny thing is the Intercontinental Championship is the only championship that Sheamus has never won, uh, making him, I think, what do they call it? An ultimate Grand Slam championship because he's won so many other championships outside of the normal you know, Grand Slam championship stuff. So I'm honestly like 51-49 on this because I think it's too soon to drop the belt for Gunther because he's just getting started with this thing. But at the same time, it's like, uh, I kind of want Sheamus to win. So that would be so can... cool for him. Yeah. You know, it's like, ah, uh, so I don't know. It's uh, like I said, this one I think is going to be my favorite match of the night. Um, and I really hope that they put this one on first because I want to be entertained right off the rip. <laughs> I think this would be great. Uh, another match that as of raw has elevated, at least for me on where I want to watch this match, Seth friggin' Rollins and the new, or I should say the returning Matt Riddle, the man got his first name back. Couldn't believe it. Triple H again getting more dubs. This is fantastic. <laughs> so I know you said you're starting to watch Raw. Did you happen to catch the interview that they did with Seth and Riddle on Raw? Well, I I don't think I did on Raw, but I saw it completely blow up on the internet. Whether it wasn't just wrestling accounts that were tweeting this out, like every major sports outlet and just other media accounts, everything was posting this uh, segment, the interview, because yeah. it was that insane. People couldn't believe what what they were saying on there, how intense it was, these two guys. Yeah, I loved seeing this from Matt Riddle. Yeah. It was by far the most that I've ever liked him. I, I haven't ever been the biggest fan of him and his silly, goofy bro stuff, but he does have that ultimate fighting background, the MMA background. And yep. so I, I've been waiting to see more of this intense side. And so he, and he, he really killed it in that. I mean, he was very believable yeah. when Seth, uh, you know, went to, went to, went there. Yeah. <laughs> that yep. was nuts. Yeah. I loved it. Was, it. Um, it was, it was insane. Um, just, and it kind of makes you, people were like, oh, did they, you know, was, did he go off script? Mm, I don't think so. Because no. if they went off script, there's no way that would have aired. None whatsoever. Yeah, I wouldn't buy that. No. Yeah. So 
but yes, like exactly what you said, like seeing Riddle's more serious side. I'm like, yes, I, the bro thing is whatever. <laughs> I want this riddle. Give me the killer riddle. I want it. Give me it. Yes. Um, and I actually, I kind of, I'm struggling a little bit with this one. I feel like I could see this going either way, um, but I'm going to stick with my initial gut, which is riddle. Okay. Getting his, get his hands on Seth and just kill him and end up, end up on top after everything Seth said. All right. I agree with you. I think that this Seth gains nothing by winning this here. He's dominated everything that's led up to this. Uh, and obviously, and he even got the last last laugh on, you know, the interview segment. So I think it's time for Riddle to get his his big victory. And this, like I said, won't hurt Seth to lose. So I pick Riddle as well. Uh, uh, Sam picks Seth. So he's the outlier. Okay. So we have a few things that are moving. So this 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 will be a lot of fun. Love to see the variety. Yeah, it's not yes. fun when if we all pick the same thing. But I, I don't know. think that ever happens with us. No, uh, there's always one or two that are off. But sometimes, yeah, sometimes like the the obvious ones. We're like, yeah, this, yeah, we know who's gonna win here. But to get that variety is always nice. So the next match, it's a six woman match. It's Bianca Belair, Miss Bliss, and. Asuka taking on Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. So with this one, Sam picked Bailey, Dakota, and EO to get the win. What do you think? I agree with Sam. I'm going team Bailey here. Uh, team Bianca, Alexa, Asuka, the more talented group. Um, but I I I think Bailey's Bailey Dakota and EO need this. They need to get a win over them to legitimize that faction and everything that they've been doing ever since they debuted. That was a really hot, awesome mm. debut. And so I think they need to get this win to over that over that group of women um, would be huge. So I really want to see them take this one. I agree. Uh, I I think that with the recent loss on raw uh, for Dakota and EO uh, for uh, in the finals of the WWE women's tag team championships. I think that them bouncing back to, to beat uh, the raw women's champion. And of course, uh, Miss Bliss and, and Oscar as a tag. That's, that's a big deal. I also think that this would propel Bailey into the title picture immediately. So, because mm-hmm. I think Dakota and EO are going to stick as the as the tag team in this group, and I think they're probably going to go after Raquel and Aaliyah to try to take the titles. Because if you, I don't know if you if you watched it or saw like the stuff that happened after it, but Dakota was pinned by Aaliyah, but Dakota was not the legal competitor. EO oh. was the legal competitor, but the ref counted anyways because mass confusion bedlam if you wish <laughs> just just stuff happening and we need challenges in wrestling correct so this was clearly a mistake so i would assume that so that gives them this, a claim to like we deserve another shot correct yeah and at that point i would fully expect dakota and eo to win the titles outright 
Uh, but it was a nice, at least I enjoyed, I enjoyed the swerve uh, to give Raquel and Leah the, the titles. The internet did not. <laughs> My God, I'd never seen so much. Like I and I thought I've seen a lot of negativity on wrestling Twitter. My God, did they just go nuclear after this happened? It so. seems like a weird one for the internet to completely be against. Well, their biggest issues, at least from what I saw uh, live tweeting on Twitter, is that they don't like Aaliyah's in-ring skills because she's been with the company forever and hasn't really in, you know improved in their eyes, which. I don't necessarily agree with. Is she, you know, uh, a superstar in the ring? No, she's, you know, she's been with the company for a while. She's doing all right. Are her her promos the best? No, but she's got Raquel. Raquel can talk, so that's that's fine. Um, and with Raquel, they're upset with Raquel because of her political leanings, which should have no bearing on what she does in the ring. Hmm. But it's the internet; they have their thoughts and they run with it. Yeah, it is what it is. So, I thought the swerve was great, uh, but I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens going forward. But with this match on Saturday, um, Bailey, Dakota, and EO definitely, I think as well, will will stand out on top. Our second to last match for the SmackDown Women's Championship: Liv Morgan taking on the newly invigorated. Shayna Baszler. And when I say newly invigorated, I mean Triple H is in power now, and Shayna Baszler has turned back into the badass that she always should have been in the first place. Um, Sam picked Shayna to become the new women's champ. What do you think? I'm going to stick with Liv. Um, okay. I, I haven't been watching enough, so maybe there's uh, something to this uh, Shayna being, uh, having triple h on her side um like you're saying but i don't know i don't know if i see Shayna being the women's champion carrying that torch next i like live as a champion too much how much she loves being the champion um i don't have a great pulse on this one i'm just going with my girl live i love her She's right. awesome to fill in some backstory for you um and for those who aren't paying attention as much as they should to, to, to WWE stuff. Liv won the title from um, Ronda Rousey while tapping out and the ref didn't see the tap out for the one, two, three. So um, Ronda gets all crazy, attacks everybody, gets herself suspended. And then we have this, I think it was a fatal five-way uh, to determine the new champ, uh, the, the new number one contender with Shayna winning. And then Liv starts going on the attack verbally saying that Shayna is nothing more than like, uh, you know, like a, a wished version of Ronda Rousey. And Burn. yeah, right. And um, Shayna just gets, you no, know, she, she gets upset. She starts destroying Liv and, and whatnot. So Liv's going into this not at 100%. She's had an arm brace for the last, I actually, I think she did SummerSlam. Mm. And it's just the booking of Shayna has, has gone so much more like it should have. Like she was in NXT, completely dominant in NXT. So I kind of, 
I don't know how they're going to go with this because if this was still Vince's show, Liv would take this a thousand percent, find a way to, excuse me, to win and be over and done with. Now with Triple H in charge, Shayna being his girl, I don't know. And I hate this because I figured, oh, this was a, this was like the, the middle bingo card ready to go. Like, ah, I got this match. It's fine. I don't now you got to choose who I, you want to potentially give the point to. I know. If you're wrong. Like, like I like, I like what Liv's been doing. She's been, you know, that, you know, that face champion, that's a weakened face champion. Like she, she even admitted I tapped out, but you know, ref didn't see it. So I still won. That's you know how it is. I want Shane to win desperately. Because I think she deserves this run. <sighs> I hate this. <laughs> I really do hate this. Um, that makes me happy. I know, because I'm struggling so hard with this. I'm going to pick Shayna. And I'm probably going to regret it. But I'm going to pick Shayna to become the new champ. All right. Well, usually when I'm on the one side of, of things that we know how that usually goes. And that's why I don't have any wins and I'm always <laughs> at the bottom. So that's all right. Like you said, this weekend could be the big turnaround. So we'll see. That's the hope. Yeah. <laughs> and then the main event of all main events, Roman Reigns defending his undisputed WWE universal championship against Drew McIntyre. Now, yes, we're in the UK. Yes, it's Drew McIntyre. But I'm sorry. There's only one tribal chief. This man is not, I'm telling you. And and I'll and I'll and I'll take the I'll take the pick on this one first. This man is not going to lose his championship until WrestleMania 40. I'm saying it because this is what's gonna happen. Roman is going to run through people. Keep bringing people back, Triple H, and feed them to the Tribal Chief. He needs new competition or old competition. Doesn't matter. He needs to beat more people. I'm picking Roman. The man's going to retain. I think shenanigans will happen after the match. And we'll talk about that after you make your pick. But, all right, what do you got? Okay, well... Yes, Roman is going to win. I, I'll agree with you on that, but I'm just picturing it, picturing Drew is probably going to get a sick ovation when he enters oh, yes. being over there, and the crowd is probably going to be fully behind him throughout the match. And I think I might get sucked into it too. I might be like, all right, yeah, look at all these, look at it, how cool would it be if he actually did win over there in front of these fans? They're going crazy for him. Yeah. And I might try to let myself get sucked into that. And a couple, if there's a couple like close finishes, I might, you know, just think after Drew hits like a second or third Claymore and like, all right, oh my God, maybe he <laughs> will do it. <laughs> so, I mean, I do, I do love that when there's like an obvious uh, winner yeah. and then like they can still build up a really good match, like to where you get tricked a little bit, like, oh my God, is are they going to do this? So yep, yep. I, I, I'm hoping for that at least, but still obviously going with Roman. Yeah, uh, you're you're 100%. And that's a testament to how good Roman has become. Because before, you know, 
like like other people in the past like there was a big running joke for like a decade that i had with my fr- my best friend mark we would say lol cena wins anytime cena would be in a match and because the man had a reign of terror for like a decade so we wouldn't there would be no no doubt in in your mind at all that cena was going to win the match and then uh SummerSlam happened and i don't know what year it was when when uh, brock destroyed him and then that was the end of the, the reign of terror for cena but i love drew but that's not going to happen here <laughs> at clash it is not going to happen i'm sorry i love drew he was a great champion during the pandemic it's a shame that he really didn't get the big pop that he should have gotten at wrestlemania covid sucks it it it, it it destroyed a lot of dreams, the, a lot of things, you know, including myself going to WrestleMania in Tampa. I thought that would have been amazing to watch live. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. The pandemic era is thankfully over when it comes to wrestling. Crowds are back. Uh, like you said, Drew's going to get a ridiculous entrance and the crowd's going to go insane. They're going to be rocking the whole night because this is a UK crowd. And I'm sorry, the best U.S. crowds don't hold a candle to U.K. crowds. It's insane. Like, I've, like, I, I openly have admitted before that I'm years behind on NXT U.K. stuff. Like, but watching their shows, the crowd is on fire for the entire hour of the show. And I'm like, why can't U.S. crowds do this? Yeah. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. But. I digress. I've 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 been on that soap soapbox more times than I care to. Um, yeah, Roman's uh, gonna win this. Obviously, I I feel shenanigans will happen. Maybe during the match as well with the Usos and Sami Zayn getting involved. But the big one, and I've seen this, I've heard this a lot. Obviously, we we talk about this every pay per view now that you know Triple H or every week now that Triple H is back. Bray Wyatt. I've heard a lot of rumors that Bray is supposed to show up after this match. I've heard that he might even show up during the match. I've heard that he was supposed to, he might cost Roman the title, which I don't believe. I think that would be a terrible mistake. Um, Cause I want Roman to get that thousand plus days as champion. He needs a thousand and twenty eight to pass Pedro Morales for fifth place overall ever. Um, that's what I want. I, I just, it, it needs to happen. I, I just, we haven't had a championship run like this since the eighties. Like he's eclipsed punks. Like, I don't know, 400 days ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and who knows when there will be anything even close to this ever again after it, when it's over. Exactly. Exactly. Cause the, the big things that I've seen that, you know, they're thinking that the rock is going to challenge Roman this wrestlemania in hollywood which fits perfectly mm-hmm. but roman's gonna still win whoever wins the royal rumble before wrestlemania 40 is going to be the person that defeats roman reigns and a lot of people think that's cody rhodes and i could see that but i also think that it could be some other people from nxt that get the call up after wrestlemania next year so we'll see but again i'm talking a year and a half away <laughs> we'll bring it back so Clash at the Castle, Saturday afternoon, starting at 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock in the morning for you people over on the West Coast. You get that early, you get that midday wrestling while you have your brunch. It's wonderful. 
love that. Yeah, don't have to stay up too late on Saturday. Get exactly. a good rest for the Sunday long day of wrestling that's going to be. Yes, yes. The, the extravaganza of wrestling that will be happening on Sunday. We shift gears to NXT Worlds Collide. Now, at first, we weren't going to talk about this uh, on this podcast. I was going to do a little thing afterwards, but when I was getting my picks from Sam, he threw in Worlds Collide. So I'm like, you know what? And obviously, I, I, I ran this by Zach. And Zach's like, yeah, we can do this. We're going to throw this one in and have a point by itself for this one. Add a little extra flavor into the weekend. That's already going to be ridiculous. So for Worlds Collide, there's five official matches, even though I feel like there's a sixth one that they talked about during the show, but they haven't put it on, so we're not going to count it. It is what it is. So the big thing here with Worlds Collide, again, if you're if you haven't been paying attention or you know you just happen to miss it, NXT UK is no longer a thing. They've shut their doors in preparation for NXT Europe, which is going to be taking its place in 2023. They've released 21 wrestlers I've so, I've seen um, who are not going to be making the trek over to NXT 2.0. But I feel like the majority of these people are going to be re-signed once NXT Europe kicks off next year. So I actually like this. I, I, unlike other releases, I like these because it allows them to go off and do their indie stuff and let them come back afterwards because I believe all the contracts for WWE does not let you do any outside stuff. So doing this, I think is great for them because they already have the name recognition from NXT UK. Now they can go throughout Europe and, and wrestle for the next three months. And then once Europe shows up, maybe the contracts will be different and allow them to do that. There'll be a whole lot more people. There's going to be a whole lot more countries involved outside of just the UK so this is a big deal for Europe. I'm I'm in the wrestling standpoint. So I'm excited to see what happens with this. Um, but what happens here with this premium live event or pay-per-view or I don't know what they're going to call it at this point, because WWE tweeting out just that they're wrestling already blew, already blew my mind this afternoon. Earth shattering, so, yeah. Yeah, it's an earth shattering tweet from the sports entertainment company. So I don't know. So with this one, they are unifying both the NXT and NXT UK championships, the NXT and NXT UK women's championships, as well as the NXT and NXT UK tag team championships. We have five, like I said, maybe six matches on this card. Uh, we also had uh, like an influx of former NXT talent on the last on the go home show on Tuesday, which I loved. Um, and it also turned into a few matches for this show as well. So the first one on the card here is for the North American Championship. It's Carmelo Hayes defending his title against SmackDown's Ricochet. This was one of those matches that I kind of had in the back pocket as a dream match because Ricochet is Ricochet. The man can do ridiculous things in the ring. I've followed Carmelo Hayes since he was an indie wrestler in New England. Uh, I remember his early gimmicks before he turned into what he is now. And I'm just like, the first time I saw him, I'm like, I, this kid's got something going. Like, watch him in a couple of years. I was telling that with some of my friends and they're just like, all right. And then now this kid's like 
to quote his, you know, one of his catchphrases, Mello don't miss. So he's, he's fantastic. Um, So I look forward to this match a lot. I think this one will be a big, big crowd pleaser. Um, I don't think they're wrestling outside of the performance center where they wrestle now for two for, for NXT 2.0, uh, which is a bit of a shame. I feel like they should have a bigger crowd for this, but it is what it is. Um, Sam picked Carmelo to retain. What about you? Uh, I am a Knicks fan and a Syracuse basketball fan, so I have to go with Carmelo here. <laughs> Like I told you, I I haven't been watching NXT at all in a while. So, and I I know some of these names for sure and seen some of them, but a lot of this I'm just going off of pure just feel, pure gut. No, I mean that's fine. Like with with these things, I, I chalk these up to this is what happens with Sam and I when we do WWE picks. The man doesn't watch WWE product anymore or NXT, and he still always finds a way to beat me. It, it, it's yes. It's exactly so infuriating. I hate yep. it so much. That's but... what I'm going for. I'm like, oh, I like this guy's <laughs> color tights. I'm going to pick him and then I'm going to beat you and you're just going to be irate. Just going to cry. Just it's it's <laughs> going to happen. Man tears will flow. Um, I but I, I will also pick Carmelo to retain. Um, I love that Ricochet came down to give Melo a championship, you know, match because otherwise he wasn't going to be on the card there wasn't a uk equivalent um they do have a heritage cup which is kind of another championship thing but it's not the same so but this match i think will be really fun to watch uh the next one is a fatal four-way for the nxt nxt uk tag team championships we have the Creed Brothers from the Diamond Mine taking on Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs, who are the NXT UK championships uh, champions. Uh, the Creed Brothers are actually the NXT Tag Championships. And then we have them taking on Gallus, who are the number one contenders for the UK Tag Team Championships. And Pretty Deadly, who's the number one contenders for the NXT Championships. So three of four actually yeah three or four of these teams have been in nxt uk at some point the Cree brothers are the only ones that have been strictly in nxt um i believe with this one sam had picked josh briggs and jensen to win both titles when i saw that i'm like well that's a bold pick <laughs> um but and like you said, I know you said you haven't you haven't paid attention to to NXT because you know you're a busy man, you have stuff to do. So it is what it is. Yeah, nothing nothing important, nothing that should be more important than wrestling. <laughs> I just can't manage my time well enough, Scott. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. So, who out of these four teams? I don't know if you recognize any of the names. Who I actually you? don't really. Um, but who who is in Pretty Deadly? Pretty deadly. They are Elton because I like that Kit, name. Yeah, and, and Kit Wilson. They are former NXT UK champions. Um, they are the pretty boys of of the tag team division. Um, mm. they're if you if you go and watch any of like their vignettes or stuff like that, 
Yeah, they are. They're as flamboyant as you can get, but it's a lot of fun to watch. They're really, really good in the ring, too. So, yeah. But if you want to go with Pretty Deadly, that's not a bad pick. <laughs> I'll, I'll just do it. I'll just roll with it. Why not? You know, Pretty Deadly. If like you're it. Pretty Deadly, that's, that's nothing to mess around with. It's true. That's very true. For me, I'm going to pick Gallus. Now, Gallus has been a ridiculous team in NXT UK. Uh, where I actually am watching on my end, they're you know pretty much running things. So they actually, it's funny enough because they actually lost the NXT UK Tag Team Championships to Pretty Deadly before Pretty Deadly dropped them and came over to NXT 2.0. Now that Gallus has made their their jump in and they have taken on and attacked the Creed Brothers, they want themselves part of the titles. I think this would be a great way for Gallus to establish themselves. This is no shot at, at the Creed Brothers in, in Diamond Mine because I thought they've they've done a great job as, as champions, but I just feel like Gallus would be a great representative of the UK brand, even though they're gone, to mm. run as champions. Yeah, that's a whole interesting aspect of it, combining the two, or yeah, unifying the titles, but NXT UK kind of ceasing to exist so right what do they do with that yeah it's adds a unique element to it yeah a lot on the line Mm -hmm. agreed agreed so our next match is a match for the nxt women's tag team championships it's katana chance or the former casey catanzaro uh with caden carter taking on i believe it's smackdown's dewdrop and nikki ash they came over during the show uh, because uh, Chance and Carter had said, well, we don't have a, you know, uh, a challenger for the for the pay-per-view. So, you know, they were going to take the night off and then be like, well, we're ready to fight come next week. And then here they come Dewdrop and Nikki ASH. They are also they're from the UK originally anyways. So you get that nice flavor thrown in there, too. So. Mm. With this one. Sam picked the champs, uh, Chance and Carter to retain. What about you? I wasn't thinking about Dewdrop and Nikki being from over there, so that makes a little more sense now why they're in this match. Because I was like, as far as like uh, main roster people coming down to do an NXT thing, why are they going with these two? So that does make sense. But yeah, I'm going. I do like uh, Chance and Carter. I, I have seen them some, and I do like them and. They should win this. Perfect. All right. I agree with the two of you. I think it, this is the same kind of deal as the Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes match. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a fun match to watch. But the champs are not going to lose their titles. So I'm picking the, the women's champs to retain. Now, this next one is a lot of fun, at least for me. I, I enjoy this very much. Mandy Rose has been, I believe now, the third longest NXT Women's Champion of all time. Her and Toxic Attraction have run NXT 2.0 for the last six months. The other two women in Toxic Attraction just recently lost the tag team titles. So they're still fresh off of that. But Mandy is in a triple threat match 
with Miko Satamora, who is the NXT UK champ, also a, li- a living legend in, in women's wrestling. And they are being challenged by Blair Davenport, who is the number one contender for the NXT UK championship. She kind of weaseled her way into this match over the last couple of weeks. And I've seen a lot of Blair stuff outside of WWE. So I'm very familiar with what she can do. Um, Miko, I've seen a few things here and there, uh, but I know like she was also in the, um, the May Young tournament as well. And she really impressed there. She went over and actually beat Kaylee, Kaylee Ray before she turned into Alba fire. And when she came over to NXT 2.0, so Miko beat a great champion who I believe Kaylee Ray held on to that women's title for like 700 and something days too. So she held on to it for the entirety of the COVID era. So this, I think will be a fun match. Um, Sam picking Mandy Rose to become the unified women's champion here. What about you? Yeah, that's pretty crazy how long Mandy's run has been. I'm not familiar with the other two, so I think I'm going to have to stick with Mandy. Be tough to beat her. She's been doing real good. I mean, she her her in-ring stuff since she's come to NXT has has improved a lot. She's a very believable champion. Um, and I really feel like and I hate to say this, but I'm going to agree with both of you. I think we've agreed on pretty much everything. Actually, almost everything. Um, but I feel like Mandy, it's too soon for Mandy to, well, I don't want to say too soon because she's had it for, you know, the third longest ever. But I just don't want to see Mandy without a title. She would literally look naked without a title at this point. <laughs> and you don't want to see that. Well, I'm, I'll plead the fifth here, sir. <laughs> it's a family podcast. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I just, I can see Blair upsetting everybody, but my heart goes out to Mandy. And I think that that might be a mistake, but Hey, I'll pick Mandy Rose anyways. And then the finals or the main event for this one, Braun Breaker, the NXT champion taking on Tyler Bate, the NXT UK champion to unify both of those titles. Sam picks Braun Breaker to win both. What do you say? I kind of want to see Tyler Bate being over there take it. I think that would be pretty sweet. Uh, and he still has you know, one of my favorite NXT matches of all time with him and Pete Dunne from a few years ago, whenever that was, mm-hmm. when I was watching NXT a while ago. Yep. But uh, I think I feel like you have to go with Braun Breaker here. Do you though? <laughs> <laughs> um I'm picking Tyler Bate. Nice. I'm picking the big strong boy to get this done. The only reason why I say that is because I believe that Braun is on the fast track for the main roster. Now uh-huh. with now with Vince out of the way, I can definitely see Braun coming in and just destroying people on whatever show he's on. That would make sense. Um, I also believe in Tyler Bate as a champion because of the Pete Dunn match that you talked about 
his losing effort against Walter at the time was a mm-hmm. brilliant match as well. And I kind of feel like I, I want NXT UK to have more victories here than NXT 2.0. Cause it, even though the, the company's well, the, the, the brand is closing, I want them to have a strong presence moving it, moving forward, even though they're going to be, you know, morphed into the NXT 2.0 brand. I feel like it's a, a last hurrah for NXT UK before they go off right to the sunset. So that's another reason why I'm picking Tyler Bate to win this match. That makes sense. I would like to see it. I wasn't thinking about Braun coming up to the main roster. I should have thought of that. <laughs> it's all right. Because when you first started talking about Tyler, I'm like, ah, oh, it should be great. Like, him and I would be on the same side. And you're like, well, then I can't go against Braun. I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So that, well, that'll do me in, but uh, hey, that would I would love to see it. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be very very happy with that as well. Um, there was a rumored six match for the show that they talked about on NXT this past Tuesday, but they haven't put it on Wiki, and I haven't seen it on WWE.com. Uh, it was supposed to be Nathan Frazier taking on Axiom in a best of three match, which is a, a NXT UK style match. It's like a rounds match instead of an actual wrestling match. Um, I haven't seen any of those matches over there, so I couldn't tell you what it consists of. But since they haven't put it on the the wiki page or WWE.com and Sam didn't give us that pick, we're not going to bother. We're just going to move on from it. If we get that sixth match, I think that'll be a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to enjoy watching something new. So, hey. But now we move on to Sunday night. The creme de la creme. AEW's all out starting at seven o'clock for their zero uh, for their my god my brain uh for their um zero hour there it is I can remember things <laughs> um 14 matches on this card including three ver- uh, on the the buy-in um so it's gonna be insane I'm I'm looking forward to this uh it's gonna be so insane. it's this is a marathon yeah yeah, it's a marathon show. And yeah, I, I, I don't even I don't even know where to begin here. <laughs> um so we'll actually Probably with the pre-show. Yeah, we'll start with we'll start with zero hour here. Um they actually did this wiki correct. They put the championship match at the bottom. Thank mm-hmm. God. So the first match is a rematch between Tomohiro Ishii and Eddie Kingston. Again, another match that my chest already hurts. Just thinking about it. Uh, I know that there's been a lot of controversy that's been going on recently in AEW when it comes to Eddie Kingston having a little spat and a little bit of a fight with Sammy Guevara. Uh, um, but also, I find it extremely hilarious that Eddie Kingston has a match and Sammy does not. And Sammy was in the right. <laughs> so, whatever. Maybe this is Eddie's punishment getting chopped by Ishii for 20 minutes. Who knows? But so I, I'm this this match already for me is my my favorite for this for the zero hour. Um, Sam picked Eddie to get the win. What do you think? I'm also going to pick Eddie. Um, I don't know what reason I could give. It's just kind of this match is kind of on there. So I'm not. I don't know. Just go with Eddie. 
So that 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 is that is very valid because I too will also pick Eddie Kingston to get the victory. We all probably will start off 0-1 because Tony Khan will be like, now nah, Ishii's getting the win here, but that's whatever. The next match is a battle for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship as Pac puts the title on the line against a returning Kip Sabian who has been under this... Cardboard know, box. This cardboard box face for like the last, like I don't know, three, four months. It's great to see him back on television. And I like that they just kind of threw him into this title match. I know that they've they've done some stuff, I think, at some of the house shows that Pac has defended the title in. So there's 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 backstory to it, but it's nice to see Kit back in the ring. It's been a long time since we've seen him in an AEW ring. I think since Miro destroyed him way back when. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, this will be fun to watch. So Sam picks Pac to retain this title. What do you think? Uh, I think after waiting around for months and months with a cardboard box over your head, and then finally the little switcheroo having having some other guy revealed under it and then Kip attacking Paco's pretty awesome. I think you have to have Kip win his first match back. I feel like it would be pretty big letdown if uh, you do all of that time where he doesn't have a match where he waiting and uh, he comes back and, and then he loses. So I'm going to go with Kip. Okay. I do like that pick. I do like that pick. And I, this was one of those where I was just like, you know what? Uh, either one could win here. Um, I do think that this is a really good match. That's going to be, that's going to happen. But I can't go. I can't go away from Pac. Um, but what you said is very sound and very good reasoning, and I almost swayed me. I was like, I'm "Like, damn it, he's making so much sense here." Pac would... is a monster, and he's. I mean, he's so good. I I I like him more than Kip. I think he's better than Kip, but um, just because of I don't know the big long way, long layoff um, and coming back, it would be. Pretty cool. Just throw Kip right back in there. Give him a give him a little title. All right. Legitimize him. We'll see. No, I mean that's again like like we talked about previously with other matches on, on the other cards. I won't be mad if this happens. Yeah, I, I'll take the L. I don't care. I think that this is this <laughs> right. would be great. Um, our next match, I believe, is the only match at well, maybe not the only, maybe one of like two or three matches on the whole 25 match card. That's the center bingo card here. It's Hook versus Angelo Parker for the FTW championship. Now, I mean, Sam handsome Hook. devil. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't think Hook's gonna lose a match for a very long time. And that that whoever does beat him. I think will turn into like the best feud like ever. So we'll see. But yes, all three of us on the board here with Hook. Yeah. No offense to cool hand Ange, but right, exactly. He's not that guy. No, no. He's 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 just a sports entertainer. 
that WWE isn't <laughs> even anymore. So the JAS is out on a, on its own boat by itself now. They're the only sports entertainers left in the whole world. So entertainers. And that's right. Sports entertainers. I love that intro so much. I, I'm sad that they removed the weeks part. I think that was great. Just kind of every yeah. week just going up. I think one, that but, better too. Yeah. But oh, hey, I, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, this next match which I believe would be a great opener. I don't know if it's actually going to be, but Brian Danielson taking on Chris Jericho. Now, if we go back 15, 20 years, this would easily main event a pay-per-view in WWE. Both of them now on the other end of the wrestling spectrum, you know, they're, they're definitely have less years ahead of them than they do behind them. But, both have been doing some of their best work, um, especially uh, Brian Danielson, since he's been able to just go full crazy. <laughs> um, and then Jericho once again, re you know, inventing himself for like the umpteenth time at this point, or at least now he's going back to the, so it's, it's come full circle. He's now Lionheart Chris Jericho yet again. Right. Um, I, I popped so hard when he came out, in the same tights that he wore when he was Lionheart Chris Jericho, or at least the same colors. Um, I saw a, a, a then and now photo, and I was just like, yes, this is the greatest. I love it so much. Probably a different uh, size. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Three sizes too small. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I think this is gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Um Sam picked Lionheart. To get mm. here, interesting. I know that's what I said. I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> what do you think? It is crazy, like just how Jericho can just—he just still at this stage of his career just keeps churning out, getting himself into these big matchups with big names at pay-per-views, and like you said, reinventing himself or going back to old things, making old things new again. And because this is kind of a this is a pretty recent feud and but they do it well and make it feel important and call back to all their to some of their history and um some friction between their current groups so it's mm -hmm. yeah i think it is going to be really good but i'm going with brian danielson to get the win and then um be interesting to see what happens with uh daniel garcia Yes, that is that is a big, big um, wild card in this match. Uh, I love that he had the match with, with Danielson and was beaten, but I feel like he definitely earned the respect from <clears throat> Daniel Bryan and vice versa. Jericho gets involved after the match is over, attacks Danielson, Garcia gets pissed off, pushes Jericho, and the whole then that whole thing started. Was he going to become a wrestler? Fans are chanting, "You're a wrestler." Daniel Bryan's, all, <laughs> you know, saying the same thing, and Jericho's like, "No, you're the best technical sports entertainer of all time." And I'm just like, "This is so good. I love this cheesy shit. It's so much fun to listen to." Being a te technical <laughs> sports entertainer, that's just so funny. I know, I know. It's uh, and it's, it's so, so stupid at the same time, but it works. I know. I know. Um, I fully expect uh, Garcia at the end of this to turn on Jericho 
Um, I feel like he's going. I don't think he'll join the um, Black Pool Combat yeah. Club. Yeah, I don't think he'll join the BCC, but I think he'll, you know, establish himself again as a professional wrestler. Uh, so I am going to pick Brian Danielson as well to win this match. Garcia be an awesome baby face, I think. I feel like the fans are ready. Yeah, too. I mean, he's been a phenomenal heel, but yeah, let's see how he is with the baby face at this point. See, see, I think he'll be at. really good at it. Yeah. yeah. So our next match is a fatal four way, and I probably should just already type in who I think you're gonna you're gonna pick. <laughs> oh yeah, now we're talking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, for the interim <laughs> AEW Women's World Championship, with uh, Thunder Rosa out due to injury need to have themselves another interim champion because that's what AEW likes to do. So we have Tony Storm taking on Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Jamie Hayter and Kyra Shida. So there's some interesting potential explosions in this match, especially with Britt and Jamie, I fully expect there to be a time where Jamie goes for the pin, Britt breaks it up, and then Jamie's had enough. I fully expect this to happen, or vice versa. I fully expect it to happen. Uh, I like Sheeta being in this match because she's been uh, gone for a while, and now she's still a former champion. You bring her in. Tony Storm, obviously part of Thunderstorm, which I just love the tag team name. It just, it's so beautiful. It just, it's, it's great. Especially being a weather nerd. It just, I love it. Um, I didn't know you were a weather nerd. Oh yes. Oh yes. If it's not wrestling, it's been the weather. And so, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> um, so your favorite wrestler of all time is earthquake. Yeah. And I the mean, natural I did, disasters. I did like the natural disasters back then. I am old enough to know about the team and see them wrestle. So yes, I do know them. Um, yes. Loved it so much. I was also a big fan of Glacier from WCW, even though he was <laughs> god awful, but it was weather related. So I was like, I am your fan. End of story. And Hurricane, of course. Of course. I mean, <laughs> if I didn't like him, what's up with that? I mean, come on. <laughs> up with that sorry continue that's <laughs> right we have these tangents it's good it's fun breaks up it breaks up the you know how, how everything's working yeah i didn't know we were going to talk about the weather it's great <laughs> and come bring it back to wrestling that's right too. that's right um so with this one sam picks tony storm to become the interim champion it's a good pick there are reasons i'm sure i can think of a few but that's his pick. I'm already going to type in who I know you're going to pick because it's just, come on. I mean, I want to, but th- see, Scott, the thing is, Britt doesn't need a championship <laughs> belt to be the most must-see women's wrestler on the planet. Did you just call her the female Miz? <laughs> uh, yes, actually. That's a great, good, good yeah. <laughs> but better if you combine Miz with Roman Reigns and The Rock and Hulk Hogan and um, Trish Stratus. Yeah, you get Britt Baker. So 
she doesn't yeah she doesn't need the championship to be a star and i if you do give it back to brit then uh i don't know would she just go on another long championship reign and what happens i don't want to see her lose it again i can't go through that again so okay okay i you know i've i've come to terms with brit not being the champion and she's still just a star she still just steals the show it doesn't even matter and it will be really interesting to see how it plays out something is going to happen with jamie and brit um otherwise why is jamie really even in a this championship match so i feel like yeah that'll get it to boil over um which will be sad because when i was at i went to dynamite and and then rampage the first ever rampage in pittsburgh and when um brit had a match was i think it might have been with red velvet um defending her championship and uh jamie hater came out for the Mm -hmm. first time so um i was there for the beginning of that and now it might be ending so anyway i'm gonna pick tony storm to win it it does seem like um they might be wanting to go that direction and um then i don't know yeah what might have changed with thunder rosa injury but i'm just i'm just gonna go with tony storm here sorry brit i'm I'm, gonna love you i'm gonna need a minute I, I would have bet the farm that you would have picked Brit regardless. Don't matter the storylines. I know. I normally do. I always do. Just need, a minute, need a minute, folks. <laughs> she doesn't need it. No, it's, no, you are correct. She doesn't need it. She already has more time on the air than pretty much everybody else, not named Jade. And it's yeah. just, it's crazy. Um, but. I truly feel the same way as both of you. I feel like it's Tony Storm's time to be champion, and then she'll have her match with um, Thunder Rosa when she comes back from injury like she was supposed to originally have it in the first place because that was supposed to be the singles match for the women's title was Tony Storm versus um, the Thunder Rosa. So I think Tony as well will be the new women's champion. After that, we have a six-man or a trios match because I keep having to change my lingo when it comes to these companies. <laughs> it's uh, the House of Black taking on Darby Allen, Sting, and the Redeemer himself, Miro. Yeah, I I think the Miro is such a big difference maker, such a monster, and he's had his issues with House of Black recently, so. I think that those three, Darby, Sting, and Miro are, are going to take it. I think Miro is due for a little revenge on those guys. So I think that's that's a stud trio right there. I don't know how they ultimately uh, work together in, in a in a trios match as a as a team, but they'll get it done. Yeah, they talked about the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and I'm just like, well, you know, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yes, I love the fact that Miro has come back. They did the whole thing with Mist. They did it to Sting as well. Sting got his his closest to to Joker Sting that I've seen him do it a long time, and that made me very happy because that was his best run in TNA was his Joker Sting. Uh, for those of you who haven't ever seen anything to do with Joker Sting, I highly recommend you find it probably on YouTube somewhere. Or if you have the Impact Plus, I'm sure they have the stuff on there as well. Trust me, 
insane sting is the best sting and i need to see that again at some point uh, and like seriously though like sting is like 65 or 70 going on 25 like this man is doing stuff that uh, that a man of his age should not be doing and he doesn't look he looks great doing it it's just like where did you find the fountain of youth sir where? yeah where did you find it so with this sam picks the house of black which i found very intriguing too because i'm on the same boat as you i picked darby staying in miro because i feel like miro is out to destroy the house of black and this would be the great first step the only thing that could swerve and, and completely make me go ah shit is if miro and or sting turns on the team and joins house of black whoa because sting also got sprayed in the face too right and that's what happens yeah so that I don't would know. be that would be pretty wild to see especially to see sting turn on darby yes after everything that's happened between those two oh, that would know, be right? yeah that would be hard to see but it would also be so wild i would i would be like i would respect it yes yeah so we may be taking the l on this one but yeah if if anything like like we just talked about actually happens, I think it's it's definitely well worth it. Well worth it. So our next match is for the TBS championship. Jade Cargill taking on Athena in a match that probably should have happened, I don't know, three months ago. <laughs> um Sam with the upset picking Athena to give Jade that first L. Wow. Now, looking at that, I don't know. I didn't discuss with Sam why he picked this, but looking at it from, at least for me, looking at it, unless Jade is immediately going to be challenging whoever wins the women's championship match, I don't, I don't see Jade losing this title just yet. So I'll pick Jade to retain here, but I don't know what you think. Yeah, I'm also going with Jade. Athena seems feels like Jade's best opponent probably to date. So, yeah, it should be a good test for I expect it to be a good match, but I don't think it's going to be Athena yeah. taking out Jade here. If this match would have happened less than a month after Athena debuted, I would have picked Athena all day. Mm. All day and twice on Sunday. But since they've dragged this out for so long, they've had the whole thing uh, with the baddies having a problem, Red Velvet disappearing off the face of the planet. Um, and then you have Statlander getting hurt. So it kind of like messed up a whole, I don't know, whatever plans they're trying to figure out. I can definitely feel like there's going to be a new baddie that appears during this match. Because if you remember, Jade had Kara Hogan take Layla Gray out with the trash so i feel like there's going to be a new baddie that shows up that probably will cost the theme of the match so that's the main reason why i'm picking jade because i mean honestly i think i think jade could beat athena anyways one-on-one straight up right now the way this is all turned out like i said before it would have been completely the opposite but i feel like there's going to be some shenanigans this is not the the only match that these two will have they'll have another one <laughs> after this i can i can pretty much guarantee it yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think Jade's going to be losing this title. 
So after that, that's only match seven. We have now reached halfway <laughs> of all out of the marathon show that will probably go until about one in the morning on Labor Day. We have Jungle Boy or Jack Perry, as he calls himself now, yeah. <laughs> taking on Christian Cage, the man with a thousand sweater vests. It's just, <laughs> this match, I feel like, is the definition of what a, a grudge match is. And I'm very excited to see this happen. Um, Sam picking Jungle Boy to get the win. I fully agree. Christian doesn't need this. This is a great stepping stone for for Jungle Boy to go on forward. Part of me kind of hopes he just sticks with Jack Perry and just drops the whole Jungle Boy thing, period. Wow. Yeah. I mean, honestly. That's a hot take. I I feel like he's outgrown it. Hmm. He's he's not a Tarzan boy anymore. He's, He's a man. You know, the only wild card I see in this match is Luchasaurus. Because even though Luchasaurus has gone back to Jungle Boy, he's never physically attacked Christian. What if this is the plan from the beginning? That is interesting because it was weird how that first played out Mm -hmm. when Luchasaurus first went heel and was kind of aligned with Christian and then I felt and I was loving that I was loving heel Luchasaurus I thought he looked like a legit scary terrifying monster and he wanted to see that keep going and he had the theme to match I love I'm almost obsessed with his new theme it just it fits him so well it's like a Godzilla-esque type theme it was just it was like so good Kane vibes I was getting like yes it was that legit of like a scary monster. Yeah, it was it was great for him. And then it felt very soon for him to just go right back to Jungle Boy. Right. Um, and I was a little upset by that. I thought it would have been great if he stayed heel longer and maybe it, with this match go, turns on Christian, goes back to Jungle Boy. I don't know. But yeah, then now, so when you say that, it, it would, could be interesting, yeah, if that was the plan all along um, and Christian works everyone again. I mean, and, uh, he does outwork everybody, so you never know. I love that too. Just going from that to work to everyone, and his that—that's just great too. I wonder how long that was planned out. <sighs> with all that said, I'm still gonna go with Jungle Boy. I, it's gonna be this. This is another one of those matches that's gonna be a lot of fun to watch unfold. We 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 may have expectations that are way too high for this match, but just the possibility Maybe. of it happening yeah, still yeah. it brings that extra intrigue. So I'm excited for it. But yeah, if nothing yeah crazy happens, it it should definitely be Jungle Boy all day beating right. Christian. Agreed. Agreed. Match number nine. It's another trios match. As the TNT champion Wardlow and uh, seven star FTR taking on Jay Lethal and Impact Wrestling's Motor City Machine Guns. I did not expect the Machine Guns to make an appearance in AEW while still being signed under Impact Wrestling. Uh, I feel like what happened between AEW and Impact was damn near criminal. Because it, all it did is help AEW and did nothing for Impact Wrestling. I mean, in, besides maybe a small bump when Kenny Omega would show up on on Impact TV, 
after that, they kind of just disappeared. I feel like it sucked a lot of energy out of them. And it also, they took a lot of wrestlers from them too. So it's like, mm. so I'm, I'm a little surprised that that machine guns are going to be there. I don't know. Maybe if they came up with another deal, I don't know, but Hey, it is what it is. Uh, Sam picked Wardlow and FTR to get the victory. I feel the same because I can't vote against FTR. I, I just can't. I love them so much as a tag team. Um, it's yeah. So and plus it's Wardlow. I don't think Wardlow's gonna take an L for quite a long time. Right. So that's just my opinion for that. Yeah. I'm I'm going with that as well. I mean, FTR is so crazy over right now. They have been for a little while now. Wardlow's on a tear. I think that's a really fun trio. A yes. great technical old school tag team and then a monster like Wardlow. Yep. Imagine if they stuck together as a trio and went after those trios belts. I was literally just thinking that. I was just like, man, have them be like the first people to challenge the new trios champions that we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. But, oh, man, yeah, that'd be great. I think that would be awesome. That Yeah. So it, it, it'll be fun to see them actually, yeah, work together in, the, in a big match like this. So, yeah, I would like to see that. And, and they should win. I agree. I agree. So our next match is the Casino Ladder match, one of our very favorite matches because there's always that element of the Joker. It's a seven-man ladder match. The six people that have been announced so far have been Claudio, Castagnoli, your ROH heavyweight champion, Wheeler Yuta, ROH pure champion. Then you have Penta, El Zero Mierdo, Ray Phoenix, Roosh, Andrade El Idolo, and Dante Martin. And then, of course, you have that Joker. We don't know who it is. It could be anybody at this point because who knows? It could be a new signee. It could be somebody returning from injury. I have no idea who to pick for a a joker here. Um, Sam actually picked Claudio to win this match. <clears throat> because I believe the winner of this gets a title shot, yes, at the AEW World Championship. So Claudio would be a nice – that, that does make sense, but I'll only disagree with Sam because he's the ROH heavyweight champion. He doesn't need to win this now. That's what I was thinking as well. Like I look at this lineup and I don't really see anybody who I'm that convinced could win it. It, it could be Claudio, but yeah, if he wasn't the, the ROH champion, so um, maybe Andrade, but I'm, I'm going with the Joker spot and okay. um, I, I have no clue. Um, my, my first gut thought, first name that popped in my head was Adam Cole. I don't know if he's hurt or what his deal is right now. That that's that was my that's my gut, and that's what I'm gonna go with. That is a that is a good that is a good pick. I don't know if he's been cleared. I haven't seen anything about him being cleared yet. Um, but that would be a great spot for him to come in as as the Joker. Um, out of this list, I, I'm I'm on the same boat as you. Like I don't. I don't know who could really kind of jump out and, and take this. I mean, I I would eliminate Claudio and, and, and Willie Yuta because they're already champions in ROH and they don't really need to win the AEW championship because they're already they're already champions in ROH. So they're I kind of feel like they're there for filler, which is unfortunate, but 
I don't I don't see them winning this match. Um, the Lucha Brothers, I mean, they're a great tag team. I'd love to see Penta get it because I've been a huge fan of of Pentagon Jr. since his since I discovered him in Lucha Underground. So I mean I'm kind of in the same boat as you as the, the Joker pick. Like, who's it gonna be? Because you know, I, I in, in no offense to, to Roosh and Andrade, but you know, Roosh is still brand new to the company. I don't know if maybe it's a the time to pull that trigger. Andrade, I feel like they've unfortunately just they haven't done anything with him. I feel like he's been kind of wasted. Um I don't know. And Dante, I mean, Dante is the ultimate underdog here. I think that would be outstanding. But same same thing applies. When his brother came back, he put him right back to a tag team. So it kind of killed his singles, his yeah. singles push that he had. So I'm going to go with you. Like I think whoever the Joker spot is, is going to get the win. What do you have anyone in mind for who that could be? Honestly, no, I don't. <laughs> and, and I know that's horrible to yeah. say, but I don't have a clue who this could be. That and makes it fun. It does. Cause that's yeah, sometimes I... with these, it, it feels like there is an obvious one. If there's somebody who, it has been rumored for a while is coming over. Um, But that period of so many guys coming over constantly is kind of died down. So yeah, now it's like, yeah, I don't know. It it feels like, I I feel like Adam Cole needs a, could use a title shot right now. So that just, I think that would be cool. Yeah, no, I agree. hundred percent. But yeah, other than him, I got nobody. I got nobody. Honestly, I, I can't think of anybody else at this point in time who could take that spot. But out of everybody wow. on the list so far, like when I saw that revealed, I was like, oh, <laughs> that's who you choose? I'm like, they're all right, they're good competitors, but they've been in these matches before. And yeah. Claudio and Wheeler don't need it because they're already champions. So I'm like, uh, all right, whatever. But Joker spots are always fun. So we'll see who it is. Yep. After that, we have a match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. It's Swerve in Our Glory, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland taking on Everybody Loves the Acclaimed, Anthony Bowens, Max Caster, and I'm sure Daddy Ass will be out there with his scissoring. <laughs> um, So Sam picks the Acclaimed to become the new champs. Wow. Yeah. Um, I actually really like that pick. I think it might be time. Honestly, I really do feel like it's time. Um, I feel like Billy might have something to do with this match. Getting involved at some point caused them to win. And this would continue on the feud that he has right now with the, with, with the guns, with the gun club. Yeah. So I actually am going to pick the acclaimed to become the new champs that seems yeah it seems crazy it seems like it would have been really crazy if you if you said this like i don't know six months ago like that the acclaimed could be have a have a title shot or very much could be the champions and this is why wrestling is great is because these two guys 
do the scissoring motion to each other on TV. And that's a big reason why they're so over right yeah. now. And there's so many people in the crowd doing making very elaborate, really creative signs like of scissors and they scissor each other. <laughs> yeah. Wrestling, man. You gotta yeah. love it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm glad they're in this spot. Um, but I think I'll go the other way and just um, try to pick up a point, stick with Swerve in our glory. All right. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick at all. Match after that, another grudge match. As Ricky Starks looks for some revenge on Powerhouse uh, Hobbs after Hobbs turned on him once Starks lost the FTW championship to Hook. Hobbs has been a monster heel, regardless of what's been going on with Ricky Starks. Him turning on Ricky like he did, immediately making Ricky Starks a face, and the crowd loves him for it already, I thought it was done real well. It shocked me. I didn't see it coming, which was the crazy part. So that made me enjoy it even more, because I don't, I've watched wrestling for three decades plus now. Not a lot shocks me anymore. That surprised me. And I was like, all right, I like this. Let's go. So Sam picks Hobbs to, to get the win, which I was honestly a little surprised with. I did not mm -hmm. expect that. <clears throat> I'm going to go with Ricky Starks. And again, I could be eating L's here. I don't care at this point. I, I really feel like Ricky needs a big win here. Um, and I, and I don't, don't think this will hurt Hobbs if he loses. I agree. I think, yeah, I do think Ricky needs it more. I'm picking Ricky Starks for the win. He is super over right now. I do think Hobbs is a little underrated and underrated in his mic work, his promos. I think I don't think they've let him talk all that much on TV, and I think they should let him do it more and build right. out more character work that way because I think he's actually really good at it. Um, and obviously, he's a monster. Mm. So it will it'll be tough for ricky to take him down but i i think ricky needs the win here okay all right i like that in in this show alone too there's a lot of variety between the three of us yeah there is it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch um this next match though i think might be one that we're easily gonna agree upon uh, it's the finals of the trios championship match uh, obviously, we are recording this before the live rampage, so we don't know who the elite's going to be facing. It's either going to be Best Friends or the Dark Order and Hangman Page. It was supposed to be um, Ten being with Dark Order, but he got hurt. Uno was then going to take the spot, and then he got jumped in the back, so he was out. So now Hangman steps in after saying that he wasn't going to, being this title of being the, the tournament now allows him to be with Dark Order to take on best friends. <clears throat> For this match, I was 100% on best friends before Hangman joined this. Now I'm easily picking Hangman and Dark Order to win to take on the elite because who doesn't want to see Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page in the ring against one another again? Right. So too much history uh, makes too much sense yeah correct correct so i feel bad for best friends because i really felt like they would be in the finals here um i also didn't expect dark order to win their first round matchup either but that's again i didn't that, either that's yeah. another that's another surprise that i thoroughly enjoyed um 
So for the overall match itself, I feel like this is pretty obvious who we all are going to pick for this. Um, Sam picks the elite. I'm as well going to pick the elite because I've talked about this since I heard the first rumor that they were not going to have these trios titles until Kenny Omega was back from injury so that he and the Bucks could be the first champions. It's just, it makes too much sense. Now, he could swerve us because it's, that would be a very WWE way to do it, but Tony really doesn't do that. He kind of was like, you want to see this? We'll give it to you, which fan service is a big thing. But if you do it too much, it loses its its shine. You know, it's sparkle, mm-hmm. you know. But I feel like this is too obvious to not have happen. So I'm definitely going to be picking the elite as well on this. And I would assume that you're on the same boat with the two of us. Yes, <laughs> I am. Yeah, it it only feels right. Kenny and the Bucks are the first trios champions ever since. Yeah, they had rumored that there would be trios belts at some point. I think everyone felt that that they had to be the first ones to have it. Um, yeah, it's only right. Mm. And then our main event of All Out, a match that until Wednesday we were thinking wasn't going to happen. I'm like, how can they have their heavyweight champion not have a match on, you know, one of the bigger pay-per-views that AEW does? And then everything that happened on on Dynamite, Moxley having the Open Championship, and then you have Ace Steel coming out of nowhere, taking the, the contract and walking back up the stage only to have Punk come out and be the whole woe is me. I failed everybody. I'm the worst thing in the world. And then Ace Steel dropping an F-bomb on on television. Whoops. (laughs) And uh, fires up Punk. Punk fires up the crowd. Somebody tried to offer their child to CM Punk. I don't know if you saw that. I was dying. I thought that was hilarious. Um, It is Chicago. Yeah. 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 Yep, it's Chicago. CM Punk in Chicago, yeah. Yep. So we now have our rematch after Punk got decimated in three minutes. John Moxley, CM Punk for the AW Heavyweight Championship. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna pick last on this because I heard I was talking with somebody about this earlier today and they brought up a great point. And I won't talk about it. But, Enact your champion's advantage. Well, yes. In this one, I'll definitely am because I feel like it's going to be interesting. Um, Sam mm. actually picks John Moxley to retain. This this whole thing has been really weird to me. The the squash match, Moxley winning it, well, winning the the unified, um, and so and then Punk getting this match again. It just feels like. Tony Khan thought, well, it's in Chicago. We got punk. So, I mean, it makes a lot more sense to me if um, I, I think it would be better for the Chicago fans if punk went in as the challenger and won the championship there. I think the the Chicago fans would would like that a lot more as opposed to if punk was a champion and he just retains over Moxley or whoever. Right. Um, so I, I do think CM Punk is going to win. Um, you talked about how Tony Khan likes pleasing the fans. 
And so I think that's what this has uh, all been about. Very sound. Makes a lot of sense. Normal circumstances, I would definitely agree with you here. But I'm picking John Moxley. The caveat here is that Punk is like, we are one heartbeat. I am the one that pumps the blood for Chicago, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Moxley wins this match. The crowd cheers because I feel like this is going to be a great match. This kicks off CM Punk heel turn where he Hmm. turns on the city of Chicago. And just has this mega heel run. Now, I don't know if it's going to lead to anything championship wise, but I don't know. Somebody was talking about that today and I was like, oh my God, that that could be that could be huge if they do it correctly, which AEW's done a good job of making things, you know, a bit their big deals feel big. Mm-hmm. Because Chicago is one of their stable cities. So if it's not Jacksonville or Vegas, it's Chicago. So right. you have you have Punk lose this match and then just goes ape shit. I don't know. That's it's interesting, but at this point, I I don't see the reason. I I feel like this would do more damage to Moxley if he were to lose the title after squashing Punk in three minutes. Yeah, that I mean, I guess that's why. Yeah, I'm still not sure because that still is so weird to me. I don't. I still don't get it. Yeah, I um, mean, if he was legitimately re-injured then I would understand the three-minute match because he's hurt. He can't fight anymore. Yeah. Your foot's kind of tough to deal with. You know, like he was able to have the match with Hangman afterwards, but, you know, he's he's getting up there in age. So, obviously, his body wasn't able to do it again. But then he comes out this past week, talks about how he was cleared last week, and he's now cleared. He's 100% this week as well, and he doesn't know how that feels. And, then they go back into the woe is me thing that he was doing before a steel came out and swore on national television and gave him his, you know, gave him his balls back. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it, it felt, it felt weird to watch. I feel like they could have done something different. I honestly don't understand why. Like, I don't know why they did the unification match the way they did it. It just, it felt very rushed. And I feel like they made a bad decision. And then when now they're like, oh, we'll change it. We'll we'll have Punk now challenge it. You know, he can't always challenge titles here. He needs to be able to defend it. So I don't know. I I feel like this was a bit of a a sloppy um, way to book this whole thing. Yes. So agreed. So maybe there'll be more clarity. Uh, based on how this turns out and maybe it is because of that that the a punk heel turn in chicago would be wild so Mm. i would i would give them props for that yeah we'll have to wait and see you know (laughs) it's gonna be a long 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 day a long weekend of wrestling um and i'm pretty sure that the punk moxie match is going to be the last match of the night so that'll be the last thing that we think about going to bed and you know 
we'll see. You know, we may be doing ourselves a post show on Labor Day itself. We'll uh, we'll see how insane this weekend's gonna be. <laughs> Won't make any promises, but one way or another, somebody will be talking about it. Yeah. Um, and then we're right back into the grind with Monday Night Raw, and then we're off. I think after this, the next big pay per view is. I think it's Survivor Series. So uh, yeah. yeah, so we'll have that'll be the next time we do we do a point here for our our uh, Shepard Studios Heavyweight Championship mat our tournament or however we're gonna call it. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's it for tonight. I mean we've we've chatted for I think it's been close to ninety minutes talking about all these pay per views uh, in premium live events because what the hell, Vince? Whatever. That's- Nothing compared to how much wrestling we're going to actually watch this week oh, and how much time we're going to yeah, spend. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. So, uh, yeah. So I can probably see remember get up every once in a while. Yes. Stretch, stretch drink some lots of fl- lots of fluids, non-alcoholic because you want to mix make some water in there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Want to stay hydrated. Have all the snacks ready. It's going to be insane. It's going to be great. We cooking all weekend. I'm really excited for it. That's what Labor Day is about, too. It's true. Cooking some good food. That is very true. It's I think it's the last grilling holiday before it starts getting colder, I think, if I remember correctly. So should yeah. be interesting. I'm excited for it. So that's it, guys. If you survive this whole thing and you listen to the end, we appreciate you. We love you. Even if you listen for five minutes, we still appreciate you nonetheless. Again, my name is Scott. I am the man behind the Twitter of Above the Ring. Like I said, we we have gone over 9,000 followers. We're so close to getting to that magical 10K mark. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook as well as Ship It Above the Ring. On Instagram as underscore Above the Ring and on YouTube as Above the Ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. And you can find Mr. Zach with Ship It Studios. On Twitter, Facebook, pretty much everywhere. You can also find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. And Mr. Zach, thank you so much once again for being on here with me, talking for a ridiculous amount of time for three great shows that are going to be happening this weekend. It's always it's always worth it. It's always a good time with you. Well, I appreciate that so much. And for everybody else listening out there, please do not forget to ship it. Enjoy the bedlam. Have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.